0: Welcome. You're listening to the Heritage Podcast. To learn more about heritage, including meeting times and upcoming events, visit us online at www.heritageff.org. Now, let's get into today's podcast. Um, you know, Last week we were um, discussing the book of James. I love the book of James. James is a straightforward book. Uh, he, no nonsense. It gets right to the point. Uh, last week we talked about Counting it all joy, that when we take inventory of our life, when we look back at the things that we've gone through, don't, don't uh, skip over the hard times. Because sometimes in the hard times is where we've gotten the most strength, the most development was in those hard times. If you really think about it, even naturally, you know, diamonds are only formed through immense pressure. You know, seeds, are, plants grow after they've been buried into darkness, You know, you have to go through some things. You're going to go through some things in life. And those things will make you stronger. And God will never leave you nor forsake you. He'll always be there with you. So this week, uh, I'm going to be titling my message, Why Would They? Why would they? That's such a weird statement. And that statement is usually made on the inside of us when we're looking at someone and thinking, why would they? And it kind of goes like this. Why would they wear that? Or, or, why would they do that? Or, why would they date that person? Why would they do that? We are, and it comes from a, a position of judging somebody. Like, why would they wear that? They don't look good in that. It's not a good color in that. Why would they do their makeup like that? It just looks horrible. I mean, I'm, I'm, that's not me. Maybe you guys do that, but I don't do that. I, I uh, appreciate everybody now. But we do this sometimes, and we're all guilty of it. We've judged somebody with not even trying to. Sometimes it just happens in our in our mind, and our heart, and it's something that we've all gone through. I remember there was this uh, time uh, when I went to go pick up Taj from school. I've shared this story before. I'm going to share it again because it's, it just fits right into this message. I went to go pick up Taj from school, and I, I parked in the back of the school, and I pulled up. I parked. I was early, so I was sitting there just relaxing on my phone, just on Instagram or YouTube watching a video, and this person pulls up next to me, and they park. And I remember looking at the, the car, and it was parked super crooked. And it was like super crooked that you can notice as soon as they parked. And so I remember looking at them like, what the heck? Why would you park like that? You parked so horribly. Like there was nobody else around, and yet you still parked horribly. And I remember even looking at them like, what the heck, bro? Like Like what, what the heck, bro? Like why did you park like that so bad? So time came for me to go pick up Taj and to meet him at the the gate where he gets dropped out, uh, dropped off, I mean. And so I get out of my car and when I get out, I notice the lines in the parking lot. I'm the one that's parked crooked. And I parked so crooked, I was like halfway into their, their parking stall. They were parked straight. I was the one that was crooked. And here I am judging this person. Why would you park like that? When in reality, it was me. I just remember thinking to myself, like, man, I'm such an idiot. Like, I am here judging this person, and I'm the one that's parked horribly. I'm like that guy that nobody likes in the parking structure that just parks super bad. You know, sometimes in our lives when we judge somebody without knowing the full situation, that doesn't uh, uh, show their character, but it does show ours. And in that moment, I was being the jerk, and I was being an idiot. And, man, I, I mean... I literally was like, why are you parking like that? And I'm the one that was being a horrible driver and parker, I should say. Uh, But this week, I want to talk out of the book of James again, James chapter 2. So if you have your Bible, go ahead and turn with me. Maybe it's on your phone. Go ahead and and turn it on there as well. James chapter 2, we're going to start our reading here at verse 1. It says this, and I'm just going to be reading through verse all the way to verse 10, okay? My brethren, do not hold the faith of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Lord of glory, with partiality. For if there should come into your assembly a man with gold rings and fine apparel, and there should also come a poor man in filthy clothes, and you pay attention to the one wearing fine clothes, and you say to him, sit here in this good place. Or sit here, and you say to the poor one, and you, no, to the poor one that comes, and you pay no attention to him, and you say, "Go stand over there," or you sit at my footstool. You have not, you have shown partiality among yourselves, and become judges with evil thoughts. Verse four. Have you not shown partiality among yourselves, and become judges with evil thoughts? Verse five. Listen, my beloved brethren. Has God not chosen the poor in this world to be rich in faith and heirs of the kingdom which which he has promised those who love him? But you have dishonored the poor man. Do not the rich op- uh, oppress you and drag you into the court? Do they not blaspheme the noble name by which you are called? If you really fulfill the royal law according to the scripture, you shall love your neighbor as yourself, you do well. But if you show partiality, you commit sin, and are convicted by the law of the transgressions as transgressions. Verse 10 For whoever shall keep the whole law, yet stumble in one point, you are guilty of all of it. Now, <laughs> I feel a lot of us at times we show this partiality, maybe with not even knowing it. We put this on like movie stars or athletes. We see somebody, oh, we want to run over there and take a picture with them, get their autograph and stuff. I was never really like that growing up. I I wasn't I'm not a big sports guy as far as like traditional sports, you know, basketball, baseball, football. They're fun to play, but to me they're just really boring to watch. I was more like an extreme sports guy. I liked rock climbing. I liked surfing. Uh, all of that kind of stuff. Skateboarding. All that. So for me, if I saw a sports, someone on a sports team, it didn't really matter to me. They weren't, I don't see them as somebody great because they're literally just playing a game. But for me as a child, I got excited and wanted... Uh, characters uh, autographs when I went to Disneyland. Like I would like go try to find Mickey or I would go try to find Goofy or, or Donald Duck. Like those are the ones that I wanted to get their autograph to me. They had their own cartoons. They had movies. They were really something like a normal person. Like you don't even have a cartoon. You're just a normal person. You're not that special. But to society, for us in society, we put values on people. We put these values on people based on what they do. And we say, oh, this person's better than this person. You know, we all know the, the quote that you treat the janitor with the same respect you treat the CEO. And it's true, you do. We need to treat people not for what they do, but for how they conduct themselves. You know, there's a lot of people who are rich and have everything going for them, but they may be the most horrible person that you've ever met. You know, I've, I've done a lot of homeless outreaches, and a lot of the homeless people that I come into contact with, are some of the sweetest people with the the biggest hearts and they're givers. I remember I was at a gas station one time and this man approached me and asked me if I can buy him something to eat and I was like, yeah, for sure. Like, I'm big. If someone comes and asks for money, I'll offer to buy them food because I don't like to give money, but I will buy food. And so the man asked, he said, hey, uh, can I get some food? And I said, yeah, for sure. So I took him into the gas station. It was like a, a gas station market kind of thing. I said, dude, just pick out whatever you want. And he was like, whatever I want. I said, whatever you want, just pick it out. And so he was going through the different aisles and picking stuff. And he even got like a a half a gallon of milk and and a big water and a bag of chips and a sandwich and like just all these different items. Like he literally had two bags walking out, like like we were at a real grocery store. And I remember I got to pray with him afterward and, and he thanked me and he walked off. And as I was walking back to my car, I was watching him as he left. And I watched him kind of go down the street and make a turn, and I can kind of still see him. And when he went to this little uh, spot, he stopped, and there were some other people, some other homeless people there. And so he opened up the bags, and they all began to eat what he got. And he was sharing the milk with them. He was sharing the sandwiches. They cut it into halves, and, and we're sharing. Why is this that people who sometimes don't have that much are some of the, the biggest givers, I think I believe, is because they know what it's like to go without they know what it's like to be down on, 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 on life and, and they, they know what it's like to struggle. And sometimes those who have never gone through something like that, they don't understand and they can't relate to it. See, we have show partiality because we think this person's better because they have everything going right. We can't be like that. I, I want to go back to, um, to verse 1 in the scripture. Turn with me to verse 1. Um, verse one says this, my brethren, do not hold the faith of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Lord of glory. The first part says, my brethren, do not hold the faith of our Lord Jesus Christ. What he is saying that this faith that we have in the finished work of Jesus Christ, we are not to hold that, like we have so much faith in God, that God's, that, that, John 3.16, that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever would believe in him should not perish but have everlasting life. If we have faith in that for our salvation, that we can be set free from our sins and from our life of torment and hell, if we have faith to be free from that, that's not something that we should be partial. Be, say, okay, well, it's good for this one person but not for that person. Like this faith that we have in Jesus Christ's finished work, is not just for us or people like us. See, this partiality that we see in the world where we put people in in, uh, uh, systems or we say this person's better than that person, this attitude has somehow crept into the church world. And we say, man, well, this person, they never would do anything wrong or they've had a clean life, so they must really be holy. And, well, this person's had a lot of things going on in their life. They don't talk like me. They don't look like me. They don't dress like me. So we treat them differently because they don't act like us. Or you could say they don't sin like us. See, we need to understand that the the foot of the cross is level. And we all stand in need of mercy and grace, no matter where we are in life. And this is a beautiful thing because we are all on the same playing field. We're all on the same floor. We're all starting at the same starting line. We are all equal in God's eyes, no matter where you are, no matter what you're, you've accomplished in life. We are all equal in God's life. God loves each and every one of us, no matter where we are in life. Uh, in the book of Mark, I, you're not going to see it on the screen, but in the book of Mark, there's this story of Jesus talking in a parable, kind of. And he says that a sower went out to sow. If you guys remember this story, it says a sower went out to sow, and as he sowed, some of the seed that he was sowing fell on the wayside. And he says, some of the seeds fell on the rocky ground. And as he was still sowing, some of the seed fell in the thorns and the thistles. And as he was still sowing, some of the seed fell on good ground. And it produced some 30, some 60, and some 100 fold. And we think to ourselves, like, man, this is a... A illustration of how we are to be sowing our seed because we learn later on that the seed is the Word of God. And we think, well, maybe I shouldn't be sowing seed over here on the wayside because it doesn't produce anything. Or maybe I shouldn't be sowing seed on the rocky side because it doesn't produce anything. Or maybe I shouldn't sow my seed in the thorns and the thistles because it doesn't uh, produce anything. i got to look for people that are good ground, that can produce 30, 60, and 100-fold. Now this, on the outside, seems like a good train of thought. Like, this is how I should look. Or this is how I should act. I should sow my seed where I can get the biggest harvest out of someone's life. But if you notice that the sower sowed everywhere. Because he saw value in each different soil. No matter how it was going to produce, whether it was going to produce or not. See, God said, I, I, my, my salvation is for everybody, not for people that you like, not just for people that you like, or not just for people that look like you, or not just for people that act like you and talk like you, or not just for people that go to your church. This salvation, this this mercy, this grace is for everybody. Don't be partial with what I've given people. This salvation, this gospel, is for everybody, not just who we deem fit to have salvation in their lives. Um, Deuteronomy says this, Deuteronomy chapter 10, verse 7, says, 17. So, for the Lord your God, the God of gods and the Lord of lords, he, uh, the great God, mighty and awesome, who shows no partiality or takes bribes. If God, our God, shows no partiality, why would those who put their trust in him show partiality? If God, the creator of heaven and earth, the creator of all physical and natural things, shows no partiality between people, understands that everybody is a sinner that is saved by grace, that everybody is in need of mercy and grace, that on your best day you still don't measure up, if he understands that in those times they still need mercy and grace and they're still worth Jesus going to the cross, then why us believers, followers of that same God, why would we do any different? Why would we we show partiality to people that God loves so much that he sent his son to die on the cross for just because they don't act like us? Just because they don't do the same things that we do. Just because they're voting different than us. Hey, come on. There's no partiality. God loves all people, wherever they are in life. No matter what they're going through. See, don't judge somebody's journey or don't judge somebody's story that they're going through just because you walked in their life on a bad chapter. See, I know that my God is the author and the finisher of our faith. And the author has the ability to do rewrites. Just because you're going through something, that's not the end of your story. That's not the end of your journey. Allow God to do a rewrite on your life. That God has something great in store for you. That God has plan and a purpose for your life. We don't show partiality because we understand that all life, is beautiful, and it's a miracle, and Jesus died for them. Coming back to uh, chapter uh, 2, verse one let's read it again. My brethren, do not hold the faith of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Lord of glory with partiality. I love the fact here that, that James, he brings this, this uh, attention to who Jesus really is. Now understand that in James's time, in this chapter right here, this is the beginning of the church. You could say the, the foundation is being laid. And at that time, there was the people that were coming to the church, or the way is actually what it was called. The people that were coming, they were full of prejudice. They were they were uh, showed partiality towards people. They put each other into groups and. and And they had the the Jew over here, they had the Gentile over here, they had the rich, they had the poor, they had the Greek, they had the barbarian. They were used to putting people into boxes and into people groups and leaving them there. So James, the the words that he's speaking in that time are very important because he sees the congregation, he sees the people and how they're treating each other. So he says, let there not be any partiality among us. That, that this person is better than that person. Or this person's uh, more valuable than this person. Why? Just because of their nationality or, or, or their ethnicity or their, their financial status or their religion un, their, their religion organization that they're with. And I look at this and I think to myself, I see the same thing happening today. You know, the, the whole church, the church body is divided in so many ways. We have different uh, branches of the church. We've got, you know, Baptist, Lutheran, Episcopalian. Um, um, uh, you know, we've got, uh, what is it called? Uh, Reform, Calvinist, like all these different things. that we all be- believe in different things. Well, I believe that healing is for today. I don't believe that healing is for today. I believe in prosperity. I don't believe in prosperity. I believe in tithing. Well, I don't believe in tithing. There's so many things going on, and, and, and understand that all of that is valid. And those are in-house debates. Those are in-house discussions. But understand that we all believe in Jesus. We all believe in the salvation that comes through the finished work of Jesus Christ. So we need to come together as one body, one heart, to do one thing. And that is to lift up the name of Jesus, our Lord and Savior. I love the, how he words it here. He says here at the end of verse, verse 1, the Lord of glory. He, he brings the emphasis here that the Lord of glory, he's describing his divinity, Jesus' divinity. And he's saying here that this, this, uh, this is Jesus, not just Jesus. See, the, the Hebrew had a word for it. It was called Shekinah, meaning the, the dwelling place or the stilling place of the divine nature of God. And James is bringing the fact that this Jesus is not just Jesus. He is the very nature, the, the manifestation of God. He's divine. He's the Lord of glory. And if this God that we serve shows no partiality, then why would we, his followers, show partiality? I'm here to tell you tonight, no matter what you're going through, God loves you. In the same way he doesn't show partiality towards you or towards somebody else, let it not be among us as Christians, as believers. You know, we're living in a time right now where it seems like the world is getting darker. And when the world gets darker, the church needs to get brighter. The church needs to get, uh, be a, a beacon of hope and salvation for people to run into who are destitutes, who are feel lost, that feel broken, but if they are experienced the same things they feel they experience in the world, they're seeing them in the church, then what good are we? Let it not be named among us that we are showing partiality. Love the person that doesn't look like you the same way you love yourself, as Scripture says. Love your neighbor as yourself. Lift them up. Pray for them. I just want to encourage you today that. God loves you. He has a plan and a purpose for your life no matter where you are today. I said it earlier. Don't allow someone to judge your story based on the chapter that they've walked into. It may be a bad chapter. You may be having a hard time. We can all say that 2020, I just want to turn that chapter. I just want to turn, turn that page and be done with it. But understand that God is the author and the finisher of our faith. And He has the ability to do rewrites on our story. Amen? God is not done with you. The best is yet to come. I believe that 2021 is going to be amazing. I mean, it it's can't be anything like 2020. Can we all say amen to that? I'm excited. I love you guys. Thank you for being a part of our service tonight. If you were encouraged by today's message and believe it would be uplifting to others, then be sure to rate us and hit subscribe. To experience more of Heritage, visit us at www.heritageff.org. Again, thank you for listening to the Heritage Podcast today, and remember, Jesus is Lord.